Riley said. Go for Sid. What's the time on the clock? I don't know what the time on the clock is, but it's time for our intro episode. Yep, time for the first episode here. So I think today uh, we're going to go over, you know, obviously what this whole episode is going to be about, what the whole podcast is going to be about, go over, you know, yourself, myself, talk about Caitlin a little bit, and, you know, how we, how we all met, came up with this idea, and, you know, just background on all of us, and I think what to expect throughout this whole podcast. So the podcast is something that I've been wor- that we have all been working on for a while, and it's really just aiming to showcase all the different people in sports and the business side of sports. I actually was sitting in my office job one day and not, not totally doing my municipal work, and I was like, you know what would be so much more fun than this? Filming a podcast episode. So I texted Caitlin, who's working on the podcast with us, and I was like, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but what do you think about this? And then she actually liked it, and then I was working an event with you, Sunsplash, and I don't think you knew it, but I was in my head thinking I need to recruit him to be a podcast host. And he's like, yeah, that'd actually be a really good idea. Like, I'm waiting for a podcast I feel like, like you that. were definitely like, no way, he just agreed to it. Yeah, like I was shocked. Like, <laughs> Rarely do you say I have a good idea. So I was like, okay, maybe I can actually do this. I mean, it's only the first episode here. Let's not get too far <laughs> ahead of ourselves. Yeah, three weeks, maybe like, I hate this. <laughs> talking to you again. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so now we're going to introduce ourselves. So my name is Sydney. I am in my second year of the public relations program at St. Clair College. And there I've actually been able to get a lot of different skills and learn a lot about the sports industry because I'm the director of marketing for the college's athletic association, student athletic association, I should say. And that's really helped me explore my interests through photography, social media, and just kind of content creation in general. And then outside of that, I work for the Windsor Spitfires and hopefully the Windsor Express (laughs) in the coming months. And there I do game day activations with Riley and a team of other people. And in the future, I'm hoping to hopefully be a ringside reporter one day and continue talking, because I like talking. <laughs> so that's my goal. Where do I start? What when have you're I 12? What have I done? When did the hairstyle start? That's when you can it started af- the- That started after. That was the- a post-sports thing? That was after I started in sports. Um, I mean, my kind of journey goes all the way back to grade nine. I started getting into sports. You know, I needed my volunteer hours for high school. I was just volunteering at some general local event one day. Um, Long story short, ended up meeting the Windsor Express. Um, They needed people for their game day assistance and for, you know, their season that they were just starting. They were going into their very first season as a team. Um, So they asked if I wanted to come out, you know, get my volunteer hours done. Uh, and I started with them as just a ball boy, a water boy <laughs> right on the bench uh, in grade nine and kind of throughout high school, progressed through the Express, got involved with the Windsor Spitfires as well, just volunteering on the game day promotions team. Um, and then, you know, I kind of thought at the end of grade 10, I was like, okay, hey, this is, you know, this is something I like. This is something I want to get into. Um, so grade 11, grade 12, I ended up co-oping with the Windsor Spitfires as well. Um, kind of going through each department, game operations, corporate sales, ticket sales, merchandise, um, basically, you know, getting my feet wet in every department that I could, trying to learn as much as I could. Um, fast forward a couple of years later, you know, I was getting part-time hours, full-time hours here and there without being in a full-time role. Um, and, you know, soon before I knew it, my manager, my supervisor actually moved on to another company in another position. So there was a full-time job opened up. Um, and I was, you know, fortunate enough to get hired on full time with them. And fast forward a year later, my other manager left, so kind of got a promotion. Ended up having, you know, four things under my title: a coordinator of events, activations, community relations, and partnerships. That was a long business card. It was. I had it, one. <laughs> it was good. It almost <laughs> went around to the back there. Um, but yeah, doing that, and then you know, COVID hit, and that took such a big hit on the events industry in general, Um, you know, working from home for a couple months, I didn't really know what was going on. Nobody knew when sports and live events were going to go back. So I actually ended up parting ways with the spits and going off and doing my own thing, getting involved, starting a marketing company. And that's when I kind of realized, you know, there's this whole world of experiential marketing, brand ambassadors, um, this whole thing that I had been doing for years at community events with the Spits that I didn't know had its whole <laughs> own industry as it was. Um, and again, fortunate enough to get involved with some great companies based out of Toronto. Went up there for a month at Christmas time and worked the Santa Claus drive through experience that they hosted at a mall since, you know, they couldn't do visits with Santa inside and everything. Um, and, you know, did a couple different brand ambassador roles in Toronto, locally here in Windsor, for Shoppers Drug Mart, the Harvey's RV tour, um, whatever it was. 
um, spits and sports kind of came back and I ended up right back into the mix on game days helping out and doing stuff um, getting brought on contracts still working with the arena uh, and then the Express ended up reaching out to me the basketball team uh, 10 years later it was weird to go full circle from having started with them and kind of like I said going full circle back to them to doing all their game operations in full for their 10th anniversary season that was something really special um, for that 10th anniversary celebration game having all our past staff all our volunteers everyone I worked with 10 years ago when I was just a little kid come back to see this game <laughs> that I ended up putting on and organizing uh, which was great and then again kind of catching up to this year now I'm the operational support coordinator at the Spitz for the season under contract um, and then also going back to the Windsor Express doing their game operations and activations as well. And I mean, that's 12, <laughs> 12 years of living at the WFCU Center in, two minutes. In, a, in a nutshell. And I mean, there's definitely lots of other roles and stuff and other little side things that I did along the ways there working inside the WFCU Center as an usher supervisor the paw patrol event last year the paw, yeah you'd be real i was like what all, is he doing all, all the different events that come to the wsu harlem globetrotters the paw patrol different concerts whatever it may be Teresa caputo the long island medium lady did, a, did cool. a show there um so i mean i've done ushers i've done supervising you know taking tickets at the door scanning tickets doing security doing the conversion you know covering the ice putting down the basketball floor taking the glass out Whatever, whatever it may be, I've done most of the things in that building. Um, and I mean, aside from all of that, just being work experience, I still got volunteer experience on top of that. You know, I'm involved with Play for a Cure. That happens locally here in LaSalle every year. You know, they raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for the Cancer Research Center. Um, being involved in Play on the Road Hockey Festival, that's hopefully still coming to Windsor next, next year there. Um, on the Bell River BIA board as a board member yeah. out there. Like we said, talked at Sunsplash there. That was another great event to do. And then, I mean, over the years, Ontario Summer Games have come through Windsor, International Children's Games, the Police Fire Games. I've never been to any of those. So many games. Which is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> the things that I get involved in, I've never seen any of those festivals. In 12 years since I started, you know, just even in high school, getting involved in you know sports events whatever it may be i mean i'm sure there's lots more things i could list off if i tried um but it's been a good good run so far <laughs> in in 12 years just locally here in my hometown in windsor and you know getting the chance to even go out of town do other things you know for the hockey team we travel league meetings you know a couple times a year go meet with other teams you know whether it's going across the border to detroit and checking out their sporting events and going to special events talking with some of their staff you know, it's a really cool industry. It's a really huge industry to be in because um, mm -hmm. there's always so many different people to meet, different roles and departments that you can get involved in. It's always changing. I think we're in a pretty unique location, like specifically ge geographically, because we can just cross the border and see what NHL people are doing, NFL people, NBA, all within what? 45 minutes? Yeah, not drive? even. Yeah, depends on That's how that... With traffic. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on traffic. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty cool. And I mean, even just things that I've heard from like the... What was it? The dog game, Bark in the Park? Yeah. That one was cool that you guys talked about and incorporating those kinds of things into our game days. Um, from there, we're going to talk about how we met. So there's kind of like three stories in my head of how we met. Because there's the real one, the interview one, and then the one where I was not a very nice person. Which one was that? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. Well, you can see what color you're not wearing, so I think you do know. Exactly. Um, so the first one in my head is in, what was the, 2019? That was the last season before COVID? Mm, like 2019, 2019 2020 is when COVID hit, yeah. Yeah, so I had applied to be part of activation team that year. And you emailed me about an interview. And it went to my spam folder. Because you had all the stupid links. Yeah, don't do HTML email signatures. They do not work very well. <laughs> so I, it went to my spam, and I saw it two hours before all of your interview slots ended. And I was 16, 17, so I did not have a license. I couldn't make that work. And I was very bummed out, but then COVID happened, and honestly, it probably worked out for the best because yeah, I, I was in grade, grade 10. So might not have been the best time for me to get involved. <laughs> But then in 2021, 2022, I was at Spitz. I got hired by your partner, boss. Yeah. And then you just popped up 
halfway through the season. And uh, you were intimidating, so I never talked to you. But the one time I did talk to you. Yeah, I had a pretty good introduction to start it off. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing this bright blue shirt. And at the time, I was very interested in, like, color seasons and, like, what people's seasons were and what colors they should be wearing. And just opinions in general. Well, that hasn't changed. <laughs> That's been consistent. And I told him that the shirt that he was wearing was not his color, that he was an autumn. And the... <laughs> The color that he was wearing was not his. And then he hated me for, like, two years. Maybe a year. Hmm. Undisclosed <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> still 1% at all times. <laughs> um, and then I'd say there's the real one, which is when my boss, the second year I came back at Spitz, went off on... Uh, she went away for a bit, and you kind of stepped in and took over game days. And that was when you were my boss, so I couldn't be mean anymore. <laughs> right. But those are the three times that we met. And now I'm still your boss, and you're still mean somehow. <laughs> I'm not that mean anymore. <laughs> not to you. I bring stickers for everyone. No, just by my back. It's fine. <laughs> I haven't said anything recently. <laughs> recently, but there was. <laughs> but no, yeah. No I mean, <laughs> met, met through work, obviously, running around the arena on the high stressful crazy game days that we both adapt to really well I think um, and just kind of get right into it and I mean yeah things I think just game days in general things fly around so constantly and that's one thing I've noticed in sports over the years it's it's like you know you have it out with somebody really (laughs) quick over like one small thing and it's like what are you doing and then five minutes later you're like oh hey can you go do this and it's like yeah absolutely no problem I'll get right on that and it's like you just don't hold a grudge for longer than, no. like, two minutes in sports, I swear. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's been a few times this season, because we have a, a relatively, like, predominantly new staff, I would say, where you'll say something, or, like, something will go wrong, or we'll be on, like, the speakers, or, the, like, our headpieces, and it's getting a little complicated. So you'll step in and be like, hey, everyone needs to stop talking so we can, you know, get this promo out on time. And someone will come back to me later, and they're like, is he mad at me? It's like, no, you just need to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. That's just Riley. And because I've known him probably the longest out of anyone on uh, activations. Yeah. Wow, that's a scary thought. <laughs> um, there's been many times I'm like, you just got to roll with the punches with Riley. Like, if he doesn't say anything to you after the game, you're fine. Right. Like, anything said during the game, don't think about it. No, that's just in the moment. You got to gotta keep going. And, I mean, I think, yeah, you just got to correct things on the fly the quickest. And, I mean, everybody like I said, adapts super well and they realize it when, you know, a mistake is made or something or, you know, they kind of just hold off or they'll take a step back and Mm -hmm. they'll ask, which is nice instead of just, you know, doing it sometimes. Yeah. No, you like, I, I mean, of course you want to be a little bit more like HR friendly (laughs) when handling issues, but in sports specifically, it's so like to the minute, like I'm sure anyone who works in game day knows that you have like a script of some sort where it's, you know, down to seconds, sometimes like 30 seconds or whatever it is. And you don't have a lot of time to sit down and be like, hey, here's how this went wrong. You have to fix it. Like, go get 10 t-shirts, go do this, or like whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like the players hit the ice at two-minute mark, and then it's like, hey, well, we have two minutes now to set carpets up, set this up, set this up, to get ready for puck drop, anthem, whatever it may be. And it's like something's not there in that area at that time. It's like you're running. You're sprinting to get it. I have never run as much as I have on that lower level (laughs) trying to get microphones or – real estate signs for promos or whatever it is, just running back and forth. And I'm not a runner, but I am in that arena. Um, So then the other person that we want to introduce really quickly is someone who also we – actually, you met her in high school, right? Yeah, I've known her, which, I mean, I'll touch on just the story real quick. You know, her and I said in the summertime – we were, when she was helping at Sunsplash there. To get water, right? And literally, we, we went to the store to get water, and she, oh, she just texted me. That's weird. <laughs> she, she knows. She knows. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to get water, and she literally just looks at me, and she goes, you know, she's like, if you would have told me 10 years ago in, like, grade 9 or 10 when we were in <laughs> high school that we'd be sitting in a car right now and I'd be helping you with a <laughs> festival and we'd be going to cases of water, she'd go, I thought you were, I, you'd be crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Just no chance. Um, but, yeah, I met her all the way back in high school and then obviously didn't really talk much until I came back to Spitz a couple years ago. Um, I and like got you guys didn't even talk the first year. No, not I only really. heard bad things about both of you from each other. Yeah. I knew him in high school. He was so weird in high school. Right? She was mean in high school. Right. Um, 
I met her my first year at Spitz, so that was the 2019-2020 season, and I walked in, and I that was my first time ever working in sports, like, at all. Even, like, high school sports, I'd never done that. So to say I was intimidated was an understatement. And I walked in, and Kate was the first person that I made eye contact with, and I stuck to her. So then we just got along really well, and, like, we went to Halloween parties. We did promos together. Uh, then some of our other friends all were in that group, and, yeah, the rest is history. Still friends. 701 days later, because that's how much our snap streak hit today. Isn't that such an easy way? It's like, I do that all the time. I'm like, shit, like, we've known each other for this many days. It's like, <laughs> that's wow. That's insane. I said that to someone the other day, and he was like, 700 days. And I was like, well, it's not really talking every day, but yeah, 700. Yeah, like, my highest one with somebody is literally 1,849, and that that's is insane. probably about a month off of how long I've known them so it's like add 30 of that and it's like yeah that's probably how long I've known you is like I think four or five years or whatever that is (laughs) um but yeah and then I mean you know kind of just expanding on Caitlin too I mean going into the spits this year and stuff you know her and I are both on those contract roles um covering this portion of the season and everything um so I think all of that you know fed into your idea for the podcast I think all of that just kind of brought it together as well yeah, I think we're all in, um, well, you're obviously in a role that you're pretty familiar with, but in like speaking about me and Kate, with me being in the college, we're both in different roles. And I think it's accurate to say more, for, at least for her, more leadership roles. And I think that gave us all pretty unique experiences to discuss and kind of a drive to learn more and further our own knowledge of the sports industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing I think we should circle back on is, you know, why the name is what it is. <laughs> Um, I, this is so bad, I probably shouldn't say that, I was on ChatGPT when I thought of this idea, and I was like, I can't think of a podcast name, so I was ChatGPTing different names, and originally it started as just a woman in sports podcast, so those names were all like, you know, like the double W's or different things like that, and I didn't really love any of them because, I mean, I think everyone knows now, when you're using ChatGPT, you're not getting original content. No. There's going to be, because every podcast name that I kind of liked, I would Google and see if one existed. And every single one, there was already a podcast that was named that. So then I was like, you know what? What's something that's, like, niche and I think that people in sports would know about? And that's how I thought of what's the time on the clock. So Riley loves yelling what's the time on the clock at people, and everyone does, really. Keeps you on track. Yeah, minimum 10 times a game. I say it on the radio, which I've realized, (laughs) you know, which I've realized lately. I'm like, I'm going to start radioing people directly because if I just say it in general – Everyone Five waits. people try to answer, but then, yeah, the other people try and wait, and it's like, well, what are we doing? Somebody can answer me? And then I ask again yeah. and again, and everyone's like, then gets scared, and it's like, what are we doing? It's like the end of the games when we're doing our, like, uh, relaying our three stars, and we're all like, what's the time on the clock? Because we need, like, whatever, like, a three-minute mark or something. Yeah. And, or before intermissions. Those times are always super busy because there's promos going on. We're trying to figure out what the time is. Mascot things are going on, and it just gets so complicated so i mean yeah i think as soon as you said the name i was just like yeah that's perfect yeah i feel like it clicked with that one so fitting (laughs) all right so next up we're going to go into our shootout questions which is kind of like our little rapid fire uh thing we're going to do with guests so you know these aren't going to be you know long-winded answers or anything like that they will be right now for us (laughs) because we're just going to go through them ourselves um but you know these will just be kind of quick one-offs um to go through with guests just kind of like a little fun thing we want to add in a little segment here all right, so, so you want me to start with the first one? I'll start by asking you. <laughs> okay. So do you have any pregame rituals? So I think I have one that I would say is like a ritual and not in like a weird way. <laughs> I Every game that I have time, sometimes I get there late or whatever and it doesn't work out. But I like going to sit in the stands when the lights are off and they're just doing like the different like light show and the music playing and just looking at the ice and like the arena. And taking calm. your Insta story. I do like doing that part. I don't do that every game, though, because we can't post the same thing every day. Right. But that is my favorite part. I like sitting there and, like, listening to music or, like, just... It's specifically with Spitz, because, like, I don't really... Like, it's just, like, the magnitude of it. Like, although it's not, like, NHL level, it's still... No, but it's still just, like, the calm before literally the storm of 5,000-plus people coming into that building. Mm -hmm. It's... I don't know. It's, like, exciting, but, like, it's also, like, calming, you know? It's my favorite. That's... And it... I don't know. It just makes me excited for the game, and that's all I really do before the game. I think my biggest pregame. Oh, wait, I thought oh. of one more. <laughs> this one's specific for Spitz because I have like more of my friends work right there, but we do a, a pregame pregame women's trip to the washroom. 
<laughs> take a pregame selfie. I'll never, I'll never understand that. It's literally just so we can talk. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest pregame ritual um, is just, you know, getting ready. I like to kind of go into the, one of my dre- the single dressing rooms there. Um, obviously, I changed my outfit for a game. It's more business casual than it is just, you know, jeans or joggers running around or shorts even. When or it's a Travis night. Kelsey jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to theme, theme the uniform a little bit for special nights. Um, but, you know, just going in there, I like to shower before every game because um, obviously I'm there early enough running around, lifting things up and everything, you know, kind of break a sweat sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, so, you know, just pregame shower, you know, get ready, kind of just take 30 minutes to myself. Um, just go through my routine there, um, get dressed up, wire my earpiece up, and then, I mean, I'll save the next two things for one of the other questions and the things that I carry, but, you know, hook everything up that I carry on <laughs> my on my belt on a game night, basically, um, get it all in a certain way, in a certain order, um, and then, I mean, I think the rest of it kind of just follows whenever it can, but, I mean, all the meetings and stuff I do before a game, I would say that's kind of pregame ritual because I do those in a certain yeah. order. Um, yeah, you do. Very specific. Yeah, going around just all the different parties and stuff, meeting with them. Um, but, I mean, I think the getting ready ritual is my biggest thing because that applies to pretty much just even any event that I work with. That's kind of my whole thing, you know, one or two hours before doors, just taking that 20, 30 minutes, get ready, just kind of rethink everything. And then half the time I think of things that I need to go do. And then (laughs) I'm texting people um, to go do them. The last game where you weren't feeling great. And then you only did that like 40 minutes before the game. Yeah. I was so freaked out. I was like, what is going on right now? Like he was just sitting there and he was, you were ill. I'm still ill. (laughs) We're still struggling. Just sitting there and we were. I don't think it was even just me. I think John, someone we work with, and other people in the room were like, are you, you good? You going to go? And then Kate was like, you got to go. <laughs> you <laughs> go gotta, shower. You got to go. And then I didn't even like, barely have the effort to like actually like- We rolled you out the door. <laughs> to dress up or like change or anything. I think I kept like half the same stuff on because I mean, I got there obviously a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, which I think just goes to show that I was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't have it in me for a game day, but I mean, I think the whole game just kind of, it just brings it, brings the life back in you at least for a little bit. But yeah, I tell you after that game, I was just, I was done. Yeah. We normally stay at the arena pretty, not that we didn't say late that night, but like not as late as we normally do. No. It was only like an hour after. <laughs> so the next one is your game day drink. I totally have no idea what this could be for you. I mean, yeah, water, what's that? I'm drinking it now <laughs> to try and get my fluids back up. But, I mean, coffee, energy drink, mainly Red Bull right now because, you know, thankfully the <laughs> boss loves to stock some Red Bull for us. Um, but sugar-free Red Bull, though, has to be sugar-free. Um, at least one or two of those before puck drop, <laughs> sometimes one before puck drop, and then one after puck drop, depending on it. Um, multiple coffees throughout the day, though. I mean, anytime we have to leave on a game day, it's it's a coffee run. It's a coffee run on the way to the arena. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, any trip we take out during the middle of the day, I'm just always restocking coffee or somebody be like, oh, you want anything? It's like, yeah, always bring me a coffee. <laughs> doesn't matter what time of day it is. I'll take a coffee. And that Tim Hortons is right there. Exactly. It's like, I know I missed, there. I missed the one that was in the arena. Everyone says that. I never worked there during the time that it was in the arena. It was so dangerous, though, because, like, on a game day, I'd literally, like, run around with coffee all day. But as soon as that coffee would run out, it's just walk upstairs, yeah, get another so one. Yeah, so easy. I think I hit, like, six coffees the one day on a game day. Six? Jeez. Yeah, because as soon as I emptied the one, I'd just drink another one. Gotta get a new one. Gotta up that caffeine. Yeah. I would love to know the milligrams of how much caffeine you had that day. I think it's, like, 90 per cup of coffee. Oh, I can't say anything, then, because I've definitely taken more... Then, and a red, a red Bull's like 150, 200 or something, I think. Maybe even I higher. I don't know. I know it's 200 in the States, so it's got to be a little bit lower. Yeah, I think here. the max in Canada is like 200 because I know like those Rockstar Monster ones are like 200. Those are insane. I know, and they still don't even do anything enough for me. No. It's the like, Alani new ones I like, but that's definitely just because of the flavor and the fun packaging. The only thing caffeine does for me at this point is not give me a headache when I get up. Fair enough. What about you? <laughs> I was just thinking, actually, on game day, not game day, home opener, I you were doing player intros, and they went off of a different section instead of Zamboni that day. Yeah. And I was walking around behind you because I was filming that one for a different project, and I had clips of you drinking Red Bulls, 
leaving the cans everywhere. I was I think I, I think I, I did go through two Red Bulls before puck drop that day. It was a lot. Um, but I do remember handing it to a couple different people. I'm like, here, hold this, because i got to move this carpet. And then I'd, like, go off and do something else, and then they'd walk by me later, and they'd be like, here, do you want this back? And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. Finish I, that one. Yeah. You had left. It was right after puck drop happened, so you were, like, clearing out that area. And then I walked by, and there was an empty sugar-free Red Bull can. And I was like, well, Riley was here, because everyone else thinks this tastes like gasoline. So. Yeah. I think, I, I think I gave it to Liam. I was like, here, hold this. That does not surprise yeah. me that I found it. Um, for my game day drink, I probably bring like three or four with me, typically. I have a water. <laughs> that one's full of water today. You so. have your cup? Not my cup. I have a different cup every two weeks because I lose them. It's not mine. It's my mom's. <laughs> I, I saw just- this thing on TikTok last night. Somebody cocking about their Stanley. And, and the comments were just... Why do people call it a Stanley? It's just a cup. Why do they call it by the brand? <laughs> that is well, weird. It's just a cup. It's a mug. <laughs> like I, I will say it holds so much water. Like, I don't call my Milwaukee coffee cup <laughs> thermos thing. It's my Milwaukee get cup. Me my Milwaukee. Yeah. You hand me my Milwaukee, like, everyone's going to be like, oh, your drill? What? <laughs> I mean, well, everyone knows the Stanley is, like, the name brand thing. So that's why. Yeah. But it holds so much water, man. Like, Insane amounts of water. You gotta try putting a like venti Starbucks drink in there. Apparently the cup just goes right in, I saw. I saw that with Ben and Jerry's too. <laughs> Am I gonna carry around a thing of Ben and Jerry's with me? That's gonna be my game day drink next time. I'm gonna come in with a melt. It's weird that you say that. I spent like 10 minutes looking at Uber Eats seeing some ice cream last night. Really? <laughs> so it was like eight bucks it's expensive. from 7 Eleven, but then it was like six bucks from Shell. But then like with delivery and tip, it would have been 20 bucks for a little pint thing. I Uber Eats. Subway here yesterday because I was here really late, at, like at my campus, and I signed up for the Uber One free trial so that I didn't have to pay for. I've had anything. it for a year and a half. I had the free trial before. I don't know why they're giving me another one. You get five or ten percent off, but then you're like, you get the free delivery, which I mean, I think is worth it if you at least get three things a month. Yeah, it makes sense. And then especially the, even the Uber rides, you get like 5% off your rides, but then you also only get top-rated drivers or that whatever. That one comes in handy. Which is nice. Yeah, that's good for safety. Because when you get, you get in a car and you look at your driver's profile and it's like, oh, they've been driving for one month, you're their 23rd trip, and it's like, are you going to kidnap me? or? Yesterday, my Uber Eats guy, I was his first order ever. Wow. He was so sweet. Anyway. <laughs> um, What's your drink? <laughs> I bring water with me typically in the cup of the week or cup of the month. And then I will have, I used to do the uh, Tim Hortons peach quenchers, but not anymore. Those made no sense. It's like, why are you going to go buy, I mean, it's hard to justify it with coffee too, but it's like, you're going to go buy a drink. It's been three, four dollars and it's just juice. It's so good though. Like it go, tastes really go to good. the grocery store and buy a two liter of juice. Yeah, but it's just different. It hits different. <laughs> it does. And then I've also been on a sugar-free Red Bull kick for a while, and I just keep them in my trunk. But Good to know. People have fault, like, people I know, not just random people on the street, but my friends have come to my car with me and they're like, do you still have Red Bulls in your trunk? I'm like, yeah, three, six right now. Three bucks. I thought, no, if you, get them, if you get, like, four at a time, it's $8 for four. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's why I have so many. Anyway, <laughs> your turn. Walk-in song. You got a walk-in song. I, I know do you have do. a walk-in song. Because when you pitched the question to me, I was like, there's no way. He and argued I, with me. I know. And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, oh, wait, no. I'm like, I do have like my game day song that I do like to listen to. I spend, not, not anymore, I actually haven't been on social media a lot lately. But during the summer, I spend a lot of time on social media. Everyone has a walk-in song. You were the issue there, not the rest of the people. But my walk-in song is That's My Kind of Night by Luke Brian, I think Gums, it's, Brian. it's one of them. One of, one them. of the Lukes. It's <laughs> my kind of night. That's my kind of night. Yeah. That's my kind of night. It's I don't know. I just love that song. Country does something to me, man. It pumps me up, Luke, and I don't even Luke like Brian. country music. Luke Bryan, perfect. I think I don't know. I mix it up. Kate would be so disappointed in me <laughs> if I did that. <laughs> I don't like your walking song. Just before you say it, so you know. I, there's literally only one reason, and I'll say it first, and then I'll explain why, but it's Good Feeling by Flo Rida. Mm-hmm. And I was li- just listening to the radio one day, and I'm pretty sure I was on my way to the arena for a game day. And in the middle of the song, it just says, it goes, 
put your or it's like game face it's game day and i was like it says game day i was like <laughs> how is this not more perfect it's meant to be it literally says the words game day in it um so that's hate it because when we when we filmed this the first time because it's the second time we filmed this no is that the yeah one of the episodes you said that that was your pump-up song or your walk-in song yeah and i went into the car after we were done and listened to it and I did not enjoy it at all. I couldn't get through it. It was just not my vibe. I know it's a good it's a good beat. I like a lot of the beats Florida Pitbull has and stuff. They're just I like Pitbull. faster upbeat. Yeah. I just that one song I can't do. Um Is it my turn to ask a question? Yeah. Okay, cool. If you didn't work in sports, what would you do? I think you should start with that. I don't know, I think <laughs> I think regardless, I'd still be in, like, events because, I mean, before I was too involved in, like, sports and the business side of everything, um, I was looking at doing, you know, live entertainment, and it was actually a program here at St. Clair. I think it was, uh, what was it, something something entertainment technologies. I don't think we have that anymore. No. There's 120, and that doesn't sound like one of them. No, I think it went away. Um, But it was, yeah, something entertainment technologies, and it was just live events, you know, lighting, speakers, doing all the rigging, the trussing, everything like that. That'd probably Um, be helpful. I would, probably. Probably add to... Probably not for you, but for someone who doesn't know about that kind of thing, it'd probably be a good program. Yeah. Uh, And it was only like a one-year program, too. That's why I was like, oh, I'm like, this is interesting. But it was just such a, obviously, a niche program that it's like, hey, you learn these things. And it's like, they're not transferable skills too much to an office, for example. Um, And then obviously got into sports and didn't have to worry about it. But (laughs) I mean, I think that's, that would be my like fallback thing is just doing like production and everything like that. When you said production, my mind went straight to theater. <laughs> I can see you on stage doing theater. I mean, I can act. Yeah, you can act, but I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> if I wasn't in sports, actually, I almost didn't go into sports. I, When I applied for this program that I'm in now, so public relations, it was so much a backup. The first time that, like, before I got into working at the Spitz, I was supposed to go into neuroscience. And then I was sitting in a math class one day, and it was an exam. It was an important exam. And I looked down at this test, and I didn't know one of the answers. I drew a picture on the exam, got up, handed it to the teacher, walked down to the guidance office, and dropped the course. And then applied to public relations, journalism, and one other random one that's here, because you have to apply for three through the website. And then I decided, I'm going to work in sports, because all I could think about when I was not writing that test was how much I was excited, like how excited I was to go to the Spitz game that I was going to that night. And I was like, well... Maybe that's a sign. And then I just worked in it for the last three years, and it's something that I've, strangely enough, found a passion for. Because growing up, I hated sports. It was so, like, intertwined with, like, my dad. And my dad was so, like, into sports that I was like, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. No, like, I was, I played, like, a couple sports in, like, grade school and stuff. Like, baseball, soccer, just, like, your, badminton. your typical, like, <laughs> summer kids' sports. Um, and everything and I still like baseball and I played volleyball in high school and I still play that just in a rec league and stuff with like my mom and her friends and everybody Mm -hmm. Um, but I was never into watching pro sports and all this stuff I don't I enjoy it live I've always said that I'd only like watching sports live I won't yeah like I've never really enjoyed watching like pro sports and stuff i never really grew up watching it or anything like i'd watch like the big big events your super bowl like world series (laughs) stanley cup finals everything like that i'd I'd watch all those just to obviously i mean everybody else is watching it at that time um and i mean even now like i'll watch whatever if it's on and a bunch of people are together and we're watching it i mean like sunday football (laughs) such a big thing or whatever I'll go for the party and for the food and everything like that or go out to watch a game at a restaurant or whatever like that. Um, but now I'm not watching the sport. I'm watching – I'm trying to see everything that they're not showing <laughs> yeah. on TV, like what's on the Jumbotron, what what are they throwing in the stands, where's the mascot, mm-hmm. and, I mean, Super Bowl halftime show. like That's insane. Could you imagine working one of those? That would be so cool. I've, I've like, I had this conversation earlier this year after the, the last one. Who was the last one? Was it Rihanna? Was it the pregnancy <sighs> announcement? I think – I think it was. With her, like, coming down from the ceiling? Yeah. Um, But I had a conversation with my friend because he's like, oh, you're going to run that one day? And I was like, I go, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I'm like, is that where you top out at? Like, What is is better than that? I was like, I argued the Olympics and, like, opening ceremonies or closing ceremonies for the Olympics. But, I mean, I think in terms of viewership, Super Bowl 
in general is the yeah. hi- one of the highest viewerships. I think like some UFC fights and stuff have beat them out in the past, or like some whatever creators and stuff when they do their little fights and stuff on <laughs> their little fights on you on YouTube <laughs> or whatever. I think some of those have beat out some of the pay per views uh, in the counts and everything like that. But I, I don't know if you top out. It's like Olympics. You got to think is just bigger than sports because yeah. it's everything. I think Olympics is like. Like, more of, like, a status thing. Not status, but, like, it's more traditional in sports. Whereas yeah. if you did halftime show, that's more, like, like modern, I guess, for Yeah, because, I mean, like, I, when, I, when I did the international children's games, I was on for the opening ceremonies. I was, like, assistant in production, running around, just grabbing people from their dressing room, bringing mm-hmm. them down, getting them ready. And, I mean, to parade out 4,000 athletes was pretty crazy. So, I mean, I can't imagine... At the World Olympics. Olympics, parading out thousands and thousands of people yeah. um, from all different countries. Literally and, the best athletes in the world. Yeah, and getting over, like, that communication barrier, too, with a lot of the countries and, like, lining people up and everything. I mean, you're talking to translators. You're working with so many different teams of people um, and just all the rules and the restrictions and everything. I think it's just something so cool to do. But then at the same time, it's, like, Super Bowl halftime. Because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a challenge. Olympics would be a challenge, but I think Super Bowl would be, in my opinion, more fun. Like, I feel like the Olympics, I'd be so stressed because that is every country in the world almost, (laughs) like, waiting on you. Yeah, let alone the millions of people watching for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Live in person, 100,000, and at home, millions. Yeah, I don't know. Both of those would be stressful. I'd cry. (laughs) I'd be in the background like, okay, got this. Um, it was fun. I was watch- I went to where did I go? I went to a restaurant here locally in Lakeshore, and I was watching TV. Like I was with a group of people, and I was watching. It might have been a. It was either. It was an NBA game, and the setup. There was like the in between game takes where they're interviewing people and talking about the game, and the setup was so terrible. That was all I could concentrate on. Like, and I can't say anything because one of the things that bothers me bothered me was how their laptops were different so I can't say anything because I have a million stickers on mine but like they had (laughs) whatever (laughs) with your macbook they had like a million like notebooks and pieces of paper everywhere it wasn't centered they weren't wearing coordinating colors it was just so bad and I was like are we coordinating our colors right now I don't know you're the color queen I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it was just bothering me so much like their microphones weren't even in front of their like their faces it was just so confusing. That's all I could focus on. I don't know what they said. It's better. <laughs> it actually does sound better when I was when I was talking to myself for ten minutes there while oh, you were yeah. figuring out your car. <laughs> I was just figuring out where it sounds best to talk. I think it's like centered, isn't it? Not probably if I d- oh yeah right yeah there, it probably definitely sounds great. <laughs> if I sit like this, yeah, probably better. Yeah. Oh look at that, three fourths right through the episode and we figure it out. Yeah, well, exactly. Great. It's fine. We'll get there one day. <laughs> we still got to figure out the whole setup and everything and it will camera change. angles and everything. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get different camera angles and everything going eventually. Yeah. Um, did we ask the question? I think we did. Yeah. Favorite sports team or sports? <laughs> but or, we didn't ask that one. I, no, we didn't get to that. Oh, it was what would you do if you didn't work at sports? Yeah. And then, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, favorite sports team, I think we just kind of touched <laughs> on it, really. I mean, I don't, I, don't, sport. I don't really care at the end of the day. I mean, whoever wins, wins. I don't not die hard. I don't understand how some people are so die hard. I won't get, like, I care really, like, I care deeply for the teams that I work for. And I get yeah. so excited. Like, when we were out, when we were swept last year by Kitchener, I was so sad. Yeah. And, like, I kept, like, thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. But the length some people take it to. I applaud them for their passion. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can definitely don't. get into it when it's our own team and stuff because, I mean, you want to obviously... want to work end, the next at game. The, exactly. <laughs> you want to keep going. You want to win the championship. You want to have, you know, that celebration. The <laughs> and the rings are nice, too. Yeah, I guess. Um, but, yeah, you want to do all that stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a win in my books is just everything going right on a, on a game yeah. night or on an event. It's like whether or not, like, obviously it's great if the team wins, you know, on on added the court, bonus. on the ice. But, at the yeah, I think it's just an added bonus. If, you know, we execute everything and everyone performs to the best of their abilities, I think that's just, that's a win in my books. It's a, I will say it's a different environment when you're a winning team. Like, my first year was 2019, no, 
that was not that's not accurate. 2021 to 2022. Yeah. And we won the Western Conference that year. And like that was insane. Like working those last few games. Like not because like you can't lose and still have a great atmosphere, but like winning brings in the people. And then that we had like like what's the we were at capacity for the last game that I worked that's uh, yeah we were about sixty five hundred people and that was insane yeah and then getting to go on the ice and like see the trophy and take pictures with the trophy and like that was just so exciting but I think it's just having more people and having like everyone cares so much about it and gets so into it and like you can hear people screaming on a breakaway or just different things like that that part yeah I think the morale of the crowd really gets into it a lot more yeah um but yeah, I mean, obviously, not really too much favorite sports teams, but I think um, I really like the Red Wings this year. I feel like they're gonna do. Want, <laughs> we'll make a clip in a few months when they lose right. first round. But I really think that the Red Wings are gonna do well this year. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mark my word. Not <laughs> they're not win. winning the cup, but they might do something. Ryan will be happy you said that. Loves the Wings. <laughs> I think they're gonna do well this yeah. year. <laughs> or Seattle. Yeah. I like Seattle. I liked Seattle too I like when Seattle they started. For their production value. Yeah, I liked everything that they did leading up to becoming a team. Yeah. And just what they were doing on social media and stuff. That really it's caught my eye. It's very interesting. Yeah. And the Climate Pledge Arena, that part's interesting. Like, just yeah, how they have that place insane. set up. It's so cool. Um, but, I mean, aside from sports, I mean, activity. Extracurricular activity. Anything. I, I texted my friend the other day, and I was like, I don't think I have a hobby. That's not work. Because I was like, I need to do something that, like, is just de-stressing. I don't have a hobby. My hobbies are what I do for work. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think so, there's one person that always tells me that they're like, you need a hobby. You need a hobby. I'm like, why can't this be my hobby? Not this, literally, but, like, work. <laughs> but, then, I mean, this is a hobby-ish. I'd say this is a hobby at this point. Yeah. Like, we're, get, we're, we're, we're getting a hobby. We're good. We're chilling here. Uh, <laughs> this is our hobby. <laughs> just stop telling us that now. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think just, yeah, work is my hobby. There's, if I'm bored, I'd rather, you know, start just even research. Like, there's always research you can do. That's what I do in my free time, or I read. Yeah, and just books. look at other teams, see what they're doing, try and come up with ideas. Or it's like you see them doing something that's just a little bit different of how you're doing it. And it's like, okay, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a better way to do it. There's always a better way. So, like, it's interesting to find those better ways. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a sport, I'd probably say baseball. Because, I mean, I really? do I do just enjoy, like, you know, playing, like, shortstop and having that ability to, like, think about the play. If the ball comes at me, there's a runner on first, there's a runner on second. It's like I can tag the runner, yeah. tag the base, throw to first, get a triple play, which I almost did in high school in a tournament once. But the, <laughs> but the but first. It's just your way of mentioning that. The, the first baseman dropped the ball, of course, though. I was so mad. Really? It's like I'd you be just so killed. Upset. You just killed the triple play, like buddy. Come on, I'd be so sad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I like Pilates. Is that a sport? It's not a sport. It's an activity. It's an activity. Pilates and yoga are fun. I used to do them a lot, but not anymore. Don't <laughs> have time for it. Um, next up, game day essentials. What's your EDC? You've asked me. I'll, you go first this time. <laughs> your everyday carry. No, um, we are not doing EDC. Every person you've said that to is like, "What is an EDC?" We'll find somebody. Yeah, one person will be like, oh, um, my EDCs. Yeah, I kind of touched on it earlier, obviously, during my pregame ritual, just kind of getting set up on my belt and stuff and everything that I carry. Um, obviously, walkie-talkie. Um, we have our earpieces that make us look like security, secret service agent That's so people. funny, because what can I do for security? <laughs> I'm not intimidating. Like, you know what? You want to do that? Just don't Stop. do it to me. Stop. Stop right there. Stop. You're done. One, two. <laughs> that would be my automatic go-to. I'm going to call your mom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, walkie-talkie, earpiece. I like to run mine a certain way, clip it on the back. I like, obviously, no wires really showing and stuff. Um, having it all tucked away and hidden stuff underneath my jacket or underneath my shirt. Um, carry my cred, my pass, credential, whatever you want to call it. Um, also store my script in the back of that sometimes, depending on if I'm carrying a clipboard that game or not, or sometimes I'll only carry a clipboard pregame and then I'll set it down and I'll forget mm -hmm. where I put it. That's why I can't carry a clipboard pregame or for the whole game because there's too many things that I end up doing. I find um, your clipboard every game because I write on your script every game now and you never have it on you. Well, I, yeah, I always set it down or I hand it to somebody. I think last two games ago during like the first responder ceremony, I was like, oh, I got to lift these carpets up and stuff. Yeah, you do a lot and, of like hands-on stuff. And get right into it. Um, so then I'm like, I handed it to somebody and then I looked and they didn't have it. And then this other guy had it and I'm like, <laughs> oh, thanks here. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, 
script in the past or if I'm carrying the clipboard or whatever. Um, and then I also have a pen on like a retractable little leash thing. <laughs> that thing that you always yeah, have. Yeah, just so I always have a pen on my waist as well. You and Nick match. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, aside from all that, sometimes I'll carry a water or Red Bull in my pocket. Yeah, the um, Red Bull, not a water. Yeah, in my pocket. Um, and then phone and then keys whenever I get to actually have them during a game day. Cause those keys are insane. So many people end up needing my keys on a game day. Do you know those, like the switchblade thing, not a switchblade. What are they called? A utility Swiss knife? army knife. Where it's like all the different tools in one that is literally yeah. what your keys are. That's weird. It's too many keys. I've taken them multiple times when you told me to unlock a door, the express dressing room. I stood at the door for 10 minutes going through every key and I couldn't figure it out. And there's only like five options that actually open the door. There's only, like, five <laughs> building keys on there. Okay, but there's, like, 15 keys in total. Yeah, I have, like, my own personal keys I don't know which on ones it, are your like personal keys. Key. Riley, how would I know which one is your house key? I don't know, the five keys that look the same might be the work keys. No, because when you're telling me to do something, my automatic thing is, I gotta do this quick or else I'm in trouble. And then I go, and I don't think. I just do what you told me to do. <laughs> what are your game day essentials? <laughs> um, It's different for what position I'm doing. Like, when I'm at the arena... All I really need is my script and my, uh, like, creds. Because I used to never need my creds, and my first season I always had it on me, but I wasn't really wearing it. And people would never say anything, but this season, even when I'm wearing my creds, I still actually get to do the thing where you, like, show someone it. So that's a new experience. And then I have, like, my walkie-talkie. Is that what it's called? And then my earpiece, which I always used to accidentally put the wire, like, in the front, and the wires were always showing. In the last two seasons, I figured out that I can, like, arrange it in a way where you can't see it. It looks so much better. But then when I'm working for the college, I typically just kind of bring social media stuff with me. So I'll have my camera. I always have my camera, actually, for spits, too, for game days. because you never know. You never know. Exactly. And I always have my camera and then a portable charger. And then typically my microphones that plug into my phone for social media at the college. So I guess I should probably ask the last question because I made you ask the last like four. So what is your favorite thing to do on an off day? What's an off day? <laughs> we have this argument a lot. We're not argument. I guess I'm just argumentative when I'm talking to you. But this conversation where we really, you really don't get a lot of off days. No, and I mean, I don't think like, I mean, I don't think of work as work anyways if I no, enjoy it. So it's like, it's I don't need an off day. I mean... Th- thankfully this past weekend I had nothing at all and I was yeah. able to just stay in bed all weekend because I also just couldn't move. It was good timing for you to get sick. It usually is. Same thing. <laughs> Your body was, knows. Same thing three weeks ago when I got sick before. I had this conversation with my mom two days ago, like two nights ago, and she was like, you need to focus more on everything else in your life and like what you care about. And I was like, hey, but I care about working in sports. Like I love my jobs. And like I just don't think that a lot of people understand that, like, you can love your job a lot. Like, when you find what you love, it is a game changer. Like, it doesn't feel like you're working. And there are days where it feels like, okay, you know, I've been here for 12 hours, my feet hurt, or whatever. But it still doesn't really, like, it doesn't suck as much as if you were doing something that you absolutely hate. Yeah, or, like, some, like, hourly job where you're just, like, mindlessly doing tasks or whatever. I mean, like, some people, if that's your thing, it's, like, whatever. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely would never be able to do that. Those days felt so much longer. Like when I was working an office job and I loved the environment there. Like there was not one person there who I didn't like, but like just like the boringness of it, like working in an office and sitting in the same place every day. And my boss tried to get me out. Like I got to go other places and it was just so like rare compared to my other jobs that I was like, I can't do this every day. I know. Like thankfully we've got four games in like the next 10 days. We've got a parade. Like we've got. I'm excited for the, I can't go to the parade. (laughs) Never mind. We've got enough stuff going on um, coming up. And then we also have a two week break because Cirque du Soleil is in the arena anyways. Um, So then we don't have any hockey games. Um, but I mean, I'll still be working their show, so it doesn't really matter for me. <laughs> but I feel me. like that'll be cool. I've yeah. never seen any of their stuff. Yeah, and it's on ice this year, too. Really? Yeah, which That's is they did a couple years ago. It was really cool, and just like because they build the ice up in certain spots and everything. And I mean, you'd never look and be like, oh, there's a hockey rink there. Really? Yeah. Maybe you'd be I'll like, oh, they put go. ice in for this show. That's interesting. Remember when they had water? Like they turned it into a swimming pool? Yeah. For, I don't remember what it was, but. The FINA World Diving championships or swimming championships like or whatever yeah and they yeah literally that was cool took the boards the glass the ice everything out and built this entire wooden thing to put a pool in there i was so it's confused crazy. when i walked in there i was like 
that's supposed to be ice. Where is it? Yeah. I was young, so I didn't understand the concept of things can change. You have to pop a picture up on the screen here. <laughs> okay. Right here. Noted. Right here. Right on your hand. Right on my you. hand. Yeah, moving with my hand. Okay. Let's, let's, let's test those we'll editing skills on day one here. My One of the players on the, like the Admirals, another hockey team that I work for, we were filming a TikTok who's funniest on the team. And he was like, I'm only doing this if you can do the cutouts of the faces. I was like, you're really testing my skills here at this one. And I did it. So we're good. I just saw the TikTok, actually. We, I think. we That one? No, actually. Or, I saw one of them. Our Bus Essentials one went. Yeah, that not one. Not viral, I but like we one. got a lot more yeah. views on that one. We were really excited. My like partner that I do it with, I, like do all the social media with, texted me and he was like, look at this one's doing well. And I was like, awesome. Um, actually, I'm going to add one last question to the shootout session that is just for this episode who is your dream guest to have on the podcast like if you could have anyone in the sports industry I think someone who like runs like the super bowl halftime show i or like Olympics. need to do research now on who that would be because i don't even like what role would that be? there's gotta be so many different people involved i feel like yeah it's its own it's its own role the like coordinator yeah, for the that. coordinator would have to be yeah like, just, like they're not doing the entire super bowl game could you imagine that'd be insane and then halftime there's no way I mean, there's probably one person who oversees Everything. all the people who do it, but like yeah. a manager, manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know who I would love to have on? Erin Andrews. She is so cool. I used to watch. I still watch Dancing with the Stars, and I found her through Dancing with the Stars. And she was a like she was one of the hosts for Dancing with the Stars, so she would interview everyone. And then I was like, oh, what does she do outside of this? She's an NFL host. Like she's a yeah. like a reporter, and she is like the ultimate girl boss in sports. She's so cool. <laughs> I really want to interview her, but I'd also love to interview a dancer from Dancing with the Stars. And because I think that dance as a sport is really interesting and just the competition side of that, because it's so different to like the so kind of sports that were involved. It is intense. I cannot survive. I was never in dance as a kid where like a lot of people are in our area and I wouldn't have survived. But anyway, I think both of those people would be really interesting. Okay. Well, we were worried about it going short and definitely went long. Yeah. Figured, figured those would drag it out decently. Well, there we go. Riley was right again. Surprise. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with that, that concludes the first episode there. And I mean, you know, we've got some pretty decent guests lined up, I think. I am very excited to interview all the guests that we have. I think it should be really exciting. Hopefully we'll film an episode where I'm not sick. You know? That might maybe be Maybe one day. Maybe. Wishful thinking. Maybe we'll get there next week. <laughs> next week? Yeah. No, you'll be sick. Probably. Or I'll be sick. We're yeah. just going to go for the next... Three months, you or I being sick. Yeah. Amount That's of, my mark. My the amount of people that have gotten thing. sick in the past like week and they're like, oh, I it's got insane. sick. But then they only got sick for like one day. And I'm like, I've been sick for weeks now. I'm like, how did you luck out and get one day? I was ready to kill you Thursday night because I got home and I laid in bed and couldn't breathe. And I was like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to text him tomorrow morning and tell him that he is the meanest person in the world because I'm ill. And then I woke up fine. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll conclude the episode. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>